thank you everyone for what I hope is going to be a very interesting and informative um, discussion around some of the hot topics in the management of psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis. Um, my name is Professor Peter Nash from Griffith University in beautiful downtown Brisbane, and we're delighted to be joined by Dr. Sikla Singler, who's an assistant professor of medicine at the Medical College of Wisconsin, where she's also medical director of the um, psoriatic arthritis program there. Now, um, today we're going to be talking about a very interesting paper recently published, April, Lancet Rheumatology, which is looking at a very hot topic, which is can we prevent the progression of psoriasis to psoriatic arthritis using advanced therapies, the biologic agents? So welcome, Dr. Singler. Let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Shikha Singler. I uh, grew up in India and I did my medical college from Nepal and residency in Macon, Georgia. Then I stayed in Philadelphia and um, fellowship at uh, Oshner in New Orleans. And um, so I moved to Wisconsin because my family lives close by and I had a daughter and decided I wanted to go into academics and here I am. And I'm in love with the field of psoriatic arthritis given the, the new biologics that we have and there's so many options. And so I decided to run uh, and establish this clinic of psoriatic arthritis. Excellent, excellent. And <clears throat> what is your research based on? Is it mainly clinical epidemiology or translational or basic science? What, what are you working on at the moment? I am most interested in the progression of psoriasis to psoriatic arthritis and difficult to treat psoriatic arthritis patients. So it's mostly clinical. And do you have a collaboration with the local derms or are you like a combined yes. clinic or something? Yes, it is a combined clinic with Ken Gordon. Yeah. Um, he, I, he runs the psoriasis program and I do the psoriatic arthritis program. Yes. Excellent. So let's have a look at this um, paper. Would you mind telling us a little bit about um, what your aims were in this study? Yeah. So, you know, FDA approved biologic drugs are highly effective for treatment for psoriasis. But um, as we all know, the ACR50 response of some of these biologics is less than 50%. And we know that one in four patients of psoriasis will eventually develop psoriatic arthritis. And so it's important to identify strategies to prevent psoriatic arthritis. And um, the role of biologic therapy in this field is unknown. Um, okay. Before our study, there were three studies um, which showed that patients on biologics did better, um, uh, did take, took longer time to develop psoriatic arthritis as compared to phototherapy, CSD mods, or topical therapy, but none of them compared biologics to each other. So um, I took that initiative and um, our outcome was to uh, see the time to incident uh, psoriatic arthritis in patients on different classes of biologic therapy. Excellent. So you're talking about the Gisondi Italian study, which compared with phototherapy. There's been a Mears study. There's been an Acosta study, a Rosenthal study. But a lot of criticism about channeling bias and confounding by indication. So before we get into your study, can you comment a little bit on this confounding by indication and also the channeling bias because yours is a retrospective cohort study. And I don't mean criticism, but people have commented 
that because it's retrospective, it's a cohort, and we're going to discuss the methods and we're going to discuss the results. So just update the listener, the clinician working in his clinic, trying to understand this study. Tell us a bit about confounding by indication and channeling bias. Yeah, so, you know, yes, these studies were were commented on uh, and were questioned because of uh, the channeling and the indication bias, where uh, that what they were uh, trying to say is patients who have uh, not very severe disease would receive uh, uh, C, uh, the the conventional DMARDs or or um, topicals or phototherapy, and patients with severe disease, which is also a risk factor for bad psoriasis, would receive TNF inhibitors or biologics as such. So. Uh, Obviously, patients. So there is some confounding by indication because patients with severe disease get biologics, and patients who don't have severe disease get uh, get just regular um, uh, DMARDs or topical therapies. Okay. Um, and so, uh -huh. yeah, we, thought, we we thought that we could this bias would be less in our study, and we believe it is less because here we are comparing severe disease to severe disease. Here we are comparing. Uh, 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 because all the patients are on biologic. So it is, uh, it, you know, there is possibility that all patients were, uh, had severe disease. And one of the other criticisms is that the TNFs occasionally induce psoriasis. Was that something that you saw retrospectively in this study? We did not look into that. And yes, there can be, but uh, I don't think that's a, taking a part of this study. Okay. So tell us about the design of this study, and you'll have to explain to the non-US what the TriNetX is. So TriNetX is a US-based uh, network. Um, it's a big electronic healthcare network. And while we conducted this study, it included um, uh, uh, about about uh, 89 million patients, information of 89 million patients, and most information available is demographics, their diseases, uh, and what medications they were prescribed is available. Okay. Uh, so we, uh, yeah. How did you design the study then? So we decided this retrospective cohort study to look into Trinet X and um, we defined the index date as the date of the patients when they were first prescribed biologics. And we looked at only the new users of biologic therapy. And do you think you captured them all in this population? And just let us know, is this population veterans or across the board, young, old? Across the board, across the board. So we looked at patients, we included patients who were 18 years and older and, um, uh, and who, who were newly prescribed biologic therapies. We try to mitigate incident psoriasis, uh, incident psoriatic arthritis patients also by uh, not including the patients uh, for two weeks at least after the diagnostic code um, who had psoriatic arthritis. We also excluded in our sensitivity analysis of three months and six months after the uh, prescription of the biologics. And the reasonably early in that your mean duration of psoriasis was only three years. Yeah. So, you know, we see people who've had skin for 10 years before they develop arthritis, but that's okay. So tell us a little bit about who you excluded and who you included. So, yeah, so we excluded all 
patients uh, under 18 years. Uh, there were a few patients which did not have the information of gender, so we excluded that. Um, and we, as I said, we, we excluded the prevalent cases uh, of inflammatory arthritis or arthritis. Um, and that's about it. Okay. And the IC9 coding, you're pretty happy that it captures everybody, um, both with the diagnosis of psoriasis and the diagnosis of first onset of inflammatory condition and then the first use of a biologic. I think we are pretty confident. Uh, we have quoted one of the studies done by Alexis Ogdi, which showed that only one psoriatic arthritis code is enough for, uh, uh, for to review the psoriatic arthritis information in, in big databases. So I, you know, we used quite a lot of codes. We also included not just psoriatic arthritis, but all types of inflammatory arthritis. So I think we captured it very well. And like, unfortunately, we live in the subtropics and we have a huge amount of viral arthritis that comes and goes, which you probably don't get. But do you think there was a lot of non-PSA in the inflammatory arthritis that you saw? Uh, there is a possibility, but in sensitivity analysis, we tried to mitigate that issue as well. We looked at both okay. arthritis and psoriatic arthritis. Yeah, you're going to talk, we'll talk a little bit about that. So tell us about how these biologics are used in the US because it's over quite a long time and new agents come in and old agents get excluded and what what what's the background of biologic use in the US in US uh, in my clinic i can say for sure in our psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis clinic we uh, i have a very special clinic where dermatologists and i can actually talk and discuss and argue about our patients so sometimes when the skin predominates uh, he wins and he gets his way through il23s if I see patients with, uh, you know, axial involvement. I prefer uh, TNFs, you know, and uh, IL-17s, and Jack is our last resort always. Okay, so so that's really the modern um, approach. The derms like 23s, we a little bit more traditional 17, TNF, and the 23s are slowly gaining ground because, you know, 65% of this whole cohort was on a TNF. And I've got 20-odd percent on a 12-23 and 10%, 17%, 7%, So I'm sure that'll all change over time, but it's it, you've got very large numbers, 15,000 patients followed for a couple of years. So tell us a little bit about um, your findings then. What, what did you show when you looked at these patients? Yeah, so between January 1st, 2014 and June First, 2022 is we identified about 15,501 patients with psoriasis, and uh, they were mostly women, mean age around 50, uh, more white, um, and um, and um, the cumulative incidence was at 2.6 cases per 100 years, um, and um, when we looked at um, the risk for developing inflammatory arthritis, it was significantly lower for IL-1223 inhibitor, which is used to kinemab, and IL-23 inhibitors, but not significantly lower uh, IL-17 inhibitors when compared to TNF inhibitors. And it took about 6% of your cohort got PSA, 
but it took about 500 days, which is quite a long period of follow-up. Or do you think that's just the mean and there was lots of variation? Hard for, hard for me to say, but I, I think there, the variation is not much. We were, you know, as you said, we have seen patients, we've known from other studies that patients can take up to 10 years to develop psoriatic arthritis. But for us, it took about, about uh, less than three years, yeah. Yes. And nice numbers. So you're getting about three per hundred patient years develop PSA out of that PSO cohort. So that's nice sort of take home message for the clinician. Um, tell us a little bit about the censoring that you did um, to tr and then tell us a little bit about the sensitivity analyses because you did six of them. So yes. we, need to we need to understand what they were and what difference they made. Yeah, so uh, we censored patients who had, uh, once they received, once they got the diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis uh, or inflammatory arthritis, we censored them. We censored um, uh, them. Uh, uh, and then we did sensitivity analysis. We did six different sensitivity analysis, of which um, uh, I'm going to have to take a look at that. Um, we uh, we looked at the incident art. Uh, we use very stringent methods. Um, we looked at the incident arthritis um, within the. We excluded the patients with incident arthritis within the 30 days. We looked at, um, as I said, patients three months and six months after the, them getting the biologic therapy. We excluded them, and we also looked at. Uh, stringent methods for diagnosing psoriatic arthritis, where we use only psoriatic arthritis and not just um, uh, inflammatory arthritis as one of the codes. And also we looked at uh, we, uh, patients when they switched biologic uh, classes versus biologic therapy. So, you know, you, you've got, you've captured a lot of also baseline demographics, mm -hmm. but you couldn't really capture disease activity, could you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> In and fact, I have... Sorry, go on. In fact, I had I had so many more ideas where I wanted to use this demographics for my own um, uh, understanding of the disease. I can't capture the activity. And you know, you said you censored this and censored that. Did it really change the outcome? Did it change any of the results by doing this different three months, six months, exclude the first three months? Did it change anything significantly? Oh, not no. much, and that's why it proves that our method was was uh, good enough. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so three out of the six sensitivity analysis showed that IL twenty three inhibitors were uh, were signif had significant patients on IL twenty three inhibitors had significantly lower uh, uh, incidence of developing uh, psoriatic arthritis or inflammatory arthritis, and uh, the other three also showed numbers which were very very good, but not sick. Sign, uh, clinically significant. And did the switching have any impact on who developed PSA? Um, no. No. Yeah. And what were the limitations of this study, do you think? Yeah, so, you know, obviously all the limitations attached to the big database analysis, it's a retrospective review, so there can be always some uh, unmeasured confounding. And as you said, confounding by indication, channeling bias are there, but they are less than other um, other um, 
uh, studies which were done previously where uh, we think uh, they are less because the patients were severe and needed biologic therapy. And, um, uh, and our sensitivity analysis has shown that, that uh, the bias may not be that, that significant in our study. Yeah, so just repeat the results for the audience, the major results. So you showed the 23 and the 1223 class Mm -hmm. were significantly better than the TNFs at preventing the progression. From psoriasis to psoriatic arthritis. And the 17s? 17s uh, did not show that significant change, but there was some numerical change. And whether it was, a, whether it was the first drug switch, it was a very similar result? Yes. And whether it was PSA only? similar, all PSA only, inflammatory arthritis only, uh, and the drug switch uh, period between three months and six months, similar results. So what were the numbers of the reduction? How, what uh, sort of percentage reduction did you get from progression? Um, there is, I have those numbers I, in the study. I Just to, to give us a feel. Not, not significantly reduced, uh, let's see. I saw so one was The hazard ratio for the, for the different classes, for example. Um, let's see. See if I can find it in your paper. No, I don't remember them by heart. Sure, sure. The ratio of different classes was uh, 0.86. Am yep. I right? See what I can find here. Yeah. So the incidence in the first biological scribe was 3.8 cases per 100 patient years. And that was reduced to 3.2 by the 17s, 2.2 by the 1223s and 2.16 by the 23. So, you know, you've gone from sort of almost four cases per 100 down to two cases per 100, depending on which biologic you've... So you've kind of halved the risk over the couple of years of follow-up. Yeah. So the fascinating thing is those patients who are on an advanced therapy and still get PSA, that'd be a very interesting group to study. It is. It is, right? <laughs> I, wonder what's, I wonder what's different about those. I wonder. I always wonder. And, yeah. uh, you know, in my clinic, I see this all the time, that patients who are on therapies for psoriasis and they continue to and psoriatic arthritis and they continue, their skin gets better so quickly and their joints continue to hurt, which yeah. is not always psoriatic arthritis, but it is documented as psoriatic arthritis in the electronic medical records it is so that's nice isn't it so you can halve the risk and there's a there's a difference in um in the actual development of cases grab is yeah. doing a huge study in this yeah. exact field where yeah. they're looking at genomics metabolomics microbiomics um, proteomics and trying to see what is the genetics and the other uh, factors particularly in those who progress despite an advanced therapy. Yeah. So um, where should you go next with your, with your project? Yeah, so, you know, I, we mentioned in the study 
that uh, actually we looked it up also. There are so many head-to-head trials of psoriasis patients which have shown that um, IL-23s and 17s have been better than TNF inhibitors with very good response as far as skin is concerned. So I think there can be a pooled analysis done of some of these studies to look at um, if these patients tend to develop psoriatic arthritis later, patients on uh, 23s or maybe 17s tend to develop psoriatic arthritis later. So um, big prospective studies underway. I know Gisalcomab has been used progression. Right. So that will be very interesting to see. Um, yeah, so yeah. take home message for the clinician as far as you're concerned from your study? Yeah, so take home message is definitely if the skin disease is severe, try to treat it aggressively. And um, we know that IL-23s work better for skin and IL-17s as compared to TNF inhibitors. Uh, uh, try and catch them early, try to treat them early, and maybe we can prevent some of the disease of psoriatic arthritis in future. So thank you very much um, for your time. We greatly appreciate it. I think it's a very thought-provoking paper. And as you said, there's lots of analyses that could be done. If we do patients in RCTs, they're not the real world. Half, the, half our patients couldn't get into an RCT. But the prospective study would be very important. And I think you've made a major contribution. Thank you very much. If you'd like to know more about this paper and others uploaded to the CSF website this month, you can get detailed slide sets are available in the publication section at cytokinesignaling.com. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast media and give us some feedback and let us know what you think. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. And congratulations on a very important piece of work. And we look forward to more coming from this cohort. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Nash.